Coming up on today's show, I sit down with Neil Costa from Coastal Championship Wrestling. We talk about a ton of upcoming shows, including an appearance by King Mo, a new Cruiserweight champion, an upcoming career versus title opportunity match, and more on this episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. This is the Daily Wrestling News for April 19th, 2021, and we are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minister Bell Time Studio on the beautiful, stormy, treasure coast of the Sunshine State. And I am joined, as mentioned, by Emilio Comocasta. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. It's it's stormy up in the treasure coast. It's beautiful down here in Fort Lauderdale in the CCW studios, but uh, I'm sure it's going to get rainy later. Yeah, I, I was a little worried, and I, I think I need to tell you up front. If uh, if the power goes out or something, you'll have to like close the show. No problem, no problem. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll talk about uh, what, what's coming up on Monday Night Raw. I'll pull it up. We'll talk about all those releases on WWE. So if oh, the power yeah. goes out, we're going to talk about how crazy it is to release those guys, specifically Billy Kay. But go ahead, Brian, continue. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, so yeah, let's, what what are you drinking there? You got your your caffeine ready to go? My coffee with a little uh, keto powder in it so that I can. Stay ultra regular, I guess. It's just a bunch of magnesium. It's wonderful, though. It keeps me uh, in ketosis while I'm on trying to do this ketosis thing. All right. I'll just drink my water over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's start with Ryan, it was great. Oh, Actually, I want to start. It was great to see you over WrestleMania weekend. Saw you a couple times. It was badass. Great to see you. Uh, you were front and center at the collective, which was awesome. We, we were in and out of the uh, collective. I was in and out of consciousness at the collective. Uh, <laughs> but I thought that was a great show, um, the the outside mania shows. And I have to give it to you as a trooper. You were there from like 11 a.m. to like midnight. Oh, my God. My, I have a, a Cha-Cha Charlie hat right here. I just had no idea. When we, when we arrived at the collective, I don't know what I was thinking. I thought it would be indoors. <laughs> and we arrive and it's outdoors. No. Yeah. And it's like a black top, concrete. Yep. And like a beautiful day, 90 degrees every day. And yeah. I was not prepared. I should have had that Cha Cha Charlie hat on the whole time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> burnt to a crisp. But some good wrestling there. Some really yeah, it was amazing, and uh, it was some good man, some great contacts. You know, uh, uh, some of the things that I thought was amazing was Two Cold Scorpio can still wrestle. He's so amazing. I saw him against uh, uh, Loki as well, but obviously uh, at the uh, at the Culture Show, he was awesome and and uh, it was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, some scorching days there. Let's talk about King Mo, though, man. One of the baddest yeah. men in the business, ri- rising champion. Uh, uh, you know, fought for Bellator. Uh, he's the man. Right, King Mo is, yeah. of course. Yeah, King Mo is the man, and uh, just training with the guy is just something that is out of this world. You know, he's um, it's one of those things like his body is made to hurt people. Like he's a machine. He's a killing machine, and uh, uh, it's just awesome to see. You know, and I, we're happy to have him in in Coastal Championship Wrestling. We've been happy to have him training there. Now, have happen to have him ready to go and to wrestle for us has just been a pleasure. Of course, um, you know, we found a great opponent for him. I found him at we found him at Bloodsport, basically. Um, uh, Hadi Kedawi, uh, who is a shooter, uh, was the French uh, French na- uh, national catch wrestling uh, uh, champion. He is a wonderful, wonderful guy, and we've been training with him. And so my shoulder has been dislocated and my kidneys feel ruptured <laughs> because I've been training with like real deal fighters. But I think that's a good place to go because I love mixed martial arts. I love uh, strong style, and I think um that that's the way to go you know i love blood sport i know that you can't have it 20 times a year but i'd like to have uh as many of these mixed martial artists and these real shoot fighters come into um, coastal championship wrestling because i love to watch it so uh hopefully our fan base will love to do the same only in america uh, ryan only in america can you have a a catch wrestling champion and then obviously uh uh, mo is an elite wrestler he's one of the best wrestlers mad wrestlers uh, uh amateur wrestlers in the world and then you know that comes to his style but he's also phenomenal striker so we're going to see an interesting fight on the 24th at uh, ccw unleashed yeah and I think backyard I ryan what's that <laughs> right in your backyard in the treasure coast i know right right here it's like it's right across the i just hit the crosstown parkway right over and i'll, and I'll be exactly. there <laughs> people are mad because we're having such great cards in port st lucie i'm also going to announce a bunch of new shows in port st lucie we made a deal with the mid florida event center which i hope you like the venue i love the venue, venue. so yeah. we uh i think we've signed up for nine venues um 
So nine, nine shows uh, up into 2022 there. So expect some awesome stuff. My, my fan base down Delario's pissed, but they're getting Brian Cage in about a month and a half. So they shouldn't be as pissed. But I'll announce another Brian Cage date in in uh, Port St. Lucie coming up. I don't want to announce too many things, but that uh, I mean the the South Florida crew, like the the far South Florida crew, is getting very good shows. So yes, <laughs> I mean if they go to if they go to Bash of the Brew, and then of course the breakout shows are going to be great. That's that's literally in Fort Lauderdale. That's where all these people are. You know, it's funny too because uh, we were running in Coral Springs. Um, once every couple months, we'd have a crowd of like seven, 800 people. And I've just realized this is pre COVID. I just realized that a lot of those people like don't even come to the extreme shows because they don't want to leave Coral Springs. So we had to get back to Coral Springs when, um, you know, when COVID is better, you know, yeah. or, or find a new venue because we are running in a school. That's not, um, they're not renting until like to end of this year or beginning of next year, which we'll, we'll do. But it's funny because there's a huge fan base that will not travel to Port St. Lucie. They won't even travel to Fort Lauderdale. So it's really funny. Like, uh, um, you know, we want to get to those guys too. They're, they're just busy watching a live wrestling and still being great fans, buying merch and all that good stuff. But they're not, they're not going to go see Mo and, and Eddie and they're not going to go see Santos and Alex Ocean because it's too far, which is crazy for me, but. Now, you you go to Bash of the Brew. You drive what? It's two hours at least to get down yeah, to Hialeah. Yeah, it's two hours down, and it's it's a great show though. So you go exactly, and, exactly. You it's know. worth it. But back to that um, King Mo and and Hetty match. You know, Hetty was originally trained by Josh Barnett. If I have yes. my back straight. So yes. he was on the Bloodsport show. He was trained by Josh Barnett. So you have two guys that are really like legitimate. Yeah. Guys. So so Hetty Eddie was uh, found by Josh Barnett at a catch wrestling. Um, a national qualifier or something like that. And he said, you need to become a professional wrestler. And then um, Josh Barnett's like, you know, wait, wait a couple months or whatever. And then he was like, okay, no problem. And then he's like, uh, we got to go to Japan. So they yeah. go to Japan and then he, he introduces a uh, to Antonio Noki. Wow. Unbeknownst to Josh Barnett, I mean, Eddie knew who Antonio Noki was. Eddie was a professional wrestling fan. You know, he didn't, he doesn't sell it very much, but he's a huge mark. Um, <laughs> Um, I shouldn't say that, but he is. Uh, and so he loves professional wrestling. He's always loved professional wrestling. So he's like, this is Antonio Noki, and then uh, training there, and then now training Lucha Style in Mexico with um, uh, uh, Forza Guerrero and, and CMLL, and he's done CMLL, AAA. He's done everything. And now uh, coming to the U.S. Um, for Bloodsport, Josh Barnett, this was he was training with, um, with uh, Eddie uh, brought him in to do blood sport because he knows he's such a killer. You know what I mean? He's like, when to bring in a guy who's a real killer. So uh, I love that. And that I love that too, the legitimacy of it. Josh Barnett, Antonio Noki, all those names, you know, Forza Guerrero, um, all those names that um, that he works with is just wonderful. And of course, it's funny because now, you know, he's been training at the school. We're posting pictures and guys like Ricky Marvin, like uh, um, OT Fernandez, like huge uh, uh, Taylor Wolf in Chile, like, they all know the guy and fear the guy and uh, uh, have worked with the guy. So it's like, you know, you know, when they're Marvin saying, Hey, good luck because he's about to beat everyone up in your dojo. Um, it's a good thing. It's a good thing and a bad thing. Cause he's beating everybody up, but it's a good thing because man, the, what, what everyone's learning at CCW over the last couple of weeks has just been phenomenal. Adding on King Mo and low key and the other guys too, that, that are bringing in a lot of knowledge and experience, you know, <clears throat> it's a cool little, it's a cool little way to go, you know. I, I like it. Yeah, and the, the interesting thing with with King Mo specifically is, I think a lot of people have probably seen him in his MMA background. He hasn't had a whole lot of like nationally broadcast uh, wrestling matches. You know, with right. MLW, he's had a few quick matches, right? Um, with Low Key, but right. otherwise, you know, I think he's he's kind of a hidden treasure in pro wrestling. Yeah, and he is. Um he's the same thing. It's just this legit, you know, like there's a thing about like having a legit badass MMA fighter who can really beat you. Um, it's something about it. You know, he's had his moments with Kurt Angle. He's had his moments with um, in, in, in major league wrestling and that type of stuff. But I still think there's a lot of stuff that, that can be shown and that he can do that. I think people are going to be excited to see and whether that's hopefully they see it live because there's an experience of the live show of TCW. It's amazing. But to see him on uh, um, a live wrestling will be another, you know, just another way to bring up <clears throat> everything that we're doing here at CCW. I'm excited for it. Absolutely. 
So we go there and, you know, from, from Kingmo, let's talk about the cruiserweight tournament that just concluded and you have a new cruiserweight champion, a new champion in the fold, uh, Chris Farrow. Yes. I love Chris Farrow. I lo- I've loved Chris Farrow since I've met Chris Farrow. Uh, as soon as I saw him come in to train, um, he had this Afro and he just had this little mentality. Like this is a really funny mentality. I knew that you would get over um, and he's over and it's, it's, it's a, you don't even have to know who he is. Uh, we did a, a show at a church in the glades not too long ago, <clears throat> maybe a month ago. And I was cracking up because um, they announced him, mate coming in from Broward County yeah. and he jumps out there and nobody knew who he was. And the place was just going nuts. And he just has this contagious, like um, attitude, that big smile. And he's great. He's great in the ring. So, He's he's perfect for the first cruiserweight champion, you know, homegrown. Like obviously there are other amazing talents in our cruiserweight division, you know, like someone like Sebastian Cage comes into mind. Um, <clears throat> Montoya, who's was just on All Elite Wrestling. Um, I'm trying to think of other people. There's a ton of great cruiserweights. I mean, there that whole cruiserweight tournament we saw. There's a guy CMS uh, out of Orlando. Um, there's a 64. We saw 64 guys cruiserweights yeah. and there were plenty of awesome ones and i'm very glad chris farrell pulled it out because he's great he's hilarious he, like i said he's homegrown and uh he's got a good future ahead of him and, and yeah. he was a he was a famous skateboard guy i kind of really? like didn't realize that i'm just kind of seeing it now like uh uh he has like a big following on these like skate videos obviously i knew he was a skater we used to call him skater chris <laughs> um and um and then I'm finding out now that he's got like a huge following of skateboard people who are like, you're a pro wrestler. You're a cruiserweight champion. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, you were kind of famous before you were a wrestler. And that just shows, you know, CCW is a weird place. Like we have guys like Ariel Levy came in and yep. started training without telling anybody that he was an international superstar. So we have things like that happen. So it's like Chris Farrell came and trained, busted his butt. And then basically we found out that he's a pretty well-known skateboarder. Do oh, like his like who was did sponsored skate videos and all that stuff. It's really funny, <clears throat> but he's perfect. He's got a great attitude. He's hilarious, and he works his he works his ass off. Not just in the ring, but outside the ring. You know, he works uh, uh, overnight shifts at a gym, and then he works another job, and then he comes and trains, and then he skateboards. So I don't know when the guy sleeps. So on the cruiserweight division, do you have a a cutoff? Is it you know on in WWE one hundred ninety nine pounds. Okay. It's 199 pounds because, um, you know, a guy who's 203, 202, sometimes they can be a little too big. So we, we cut it off at 199. <laughs> I don't like the two in front of the cruiserweight division. So it's 199. And we saw Mr. C who weighed in. Um, you'll see that at, later in a live. He weighed in exact. Well, he was over 200 pounds. He did a couple of things to get underneath it. He weighed in about one 199. But then he showed up in the semifinals um, and easily over 211 pounds. So we're going to have to maybe change because he wouldn't it, had he won he wouldn't have able to defend it we're right. gonna have to change the rules in terms of the tournament but yeah they both competitors do need to weigh in and we do weigh them in uh there was a couple of guys who came, who said they were under 200 and they came in at like 204 205 we, we had to disqualify them in the tournament we're, this is a shoot you have to be under 200 pounds and uh a guy like pharaoh's gonna couldn't stay under 200 pounds we have uh uh, t- uh Lo- logan t- we have uh uh logan taylor just who was just trained at the Nightmare Factory by QD Marshall and Cody. He's down now. He makes his uh, second CCW match on Friday at Breakout, and uh, he was like, "Man, I want to do this cruiserweight division." He was 211 pounds. I said, "Brother, it's a shoot." And he literally, for the last like two months that I've known him, has lost about 15 pounds. He's down to like one. He's and he sends me the on the scale. Yeah, I'm down to 203. He's like, I said, okay, you're, you're almost ready to go. So he's excited. He, I think he's he's below now 199, so he, he can do it. But it's funny that um, um, it's a shoot, guys. you, you got to be under 200 pounds. <laughs> now, he's got Miami Mike on Friday, right? He does. He has Miami Mike on Friday, and uh, he's so excited about it. And we know that um, his trainers are going to be watching and stuff like that. It's going to be really cool. that they, they were sent down from the – he was sent down from the Nightmare Factory. He's not going to be the only Nightmare Factory uh, graduate uh, performing in CCW. I have some things in the works. And um, we're hoping to get QT down, actually, but but we have a, a good relation with some of the ancillary people. So ancillary uh, Nightmare Factory coaches and trainers, obviously Glacier has been a CCW mainstay for a long time. So uh, we expect to have more Nightmare Factory graduates come down and, you know, maybe put together something for them because if you're trained by Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall, you, you have a pretty good um, 
boost into boost into the wrestling business. We want you around as well. Absolutely, good network there and everything. Yeah. Well, like uh, Cameron, like CMS is. Uh, I think he was trained by um, Matt Seidel or Tyler Breeze or something like that. So it's like you want to have those guys who are there. You know. Oh, we also have uh, making their CCW debut on Saturday, Jake Tucker, who is training with Natalia Neidhart and Tyson Kidd. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And now with the WWE like opening up the uh, NXT Evolve division, I mean it's so crazy. Like you want to use these guys as much as possible before scooped up into that system. Like a guy like Jake Tucker, CMS, who also is a perfect guy to get scooped up by that. I pray every day that they don't call Ariel for the NXT Evolve thing. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's actually he could he should be the NXT Evolve champion. He's so polished, so good. And he's an international superstar. So, you know, him and um, who else? That's a bunch. I mean, I, I can have of my guys who'd be perfect for it, but hopefully Gabe Sapolsky doesn't know who they are. <laughs> well, I, I wish them success, but. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. No, I would be so happy. Like Jake St. Patrick would be perfect for it, but obviously he's doing what he's doing in all elite wrestling. Yeah. All of those guys would be, there's a bunch of guys like Ariel is, Ariel is so, so ready for the television. He's so ready for all that. So that's a, <clears throat> no brainer. Um, but yeah, like a guy like great. I haven't, he hasn't wrestled for us. I haven't really seen his work, but if Tyson Kidd and Natalia um, Neidhart are saying good things about him, then can't be that bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so some more things on Friday. Um, I talked about it in the opening too, is the potential retirement match. Yeah. I, that all happened in real time. <clears throat> that all happened in real time. Uh, Larry Lane was supposed to wrestle Cha Cha Charlie at the Cruiserweight Invitational. It was going to be the yeah. opening match. <clears throat> he was just not 100%. And he said, I'm not feeling 100%. I, I don't know if I can do this or whatever. He said, I can wrestle. You know, so he, he did wrestle that night. And <clears throat> before he, he said, right? Yeah, he, before, he did a pre show match. And then he, you know, we're going to see um, later today or tomorrow on a live. He got a promo that was literally real time. It was real time with me because he turned to me and he's like, you're not going to you're not going to be using me in the, any world championship situations you know you're not going to be using me as a featured guy and i was like oh, don't say that larry i love you you know like i love larry i love his stories you know guy's been there 30 plus years he's taught me plenty of stuff he's he's always great to have around um he's like no i'm just being realistic you know he's like i'm not like uh not going to be a featured guy you know so uh i what i'd like to do is uh um i'd like a title match and i would like to beat cha cha charlie for the for to get that title match and i said okay I mean, you were supposed to wrestle Chacha tonight but he's like no no he's like I, I want to put a stipulation the next time i lose a match in ccw i'd like to retire and i'd like to start with chacha charlie and uh i'd like uh if i win that match to get a uh ccw heavyweight championship match i said done i said, consider it done larry I, I don't know i mean you know he's not the youngest guy in the world obviously you know but he's um uh, he's been around and he's so great and ho- you know like uh hopefully you know this will be um obviously it'll be a great match you know i know larry's training hard for it but charlie charlie's a very difficult opponent you know he's not the easiest guy to beat so we're gonna see on friday whether it's gonna be larry lane's 30 plus career 30 year plus career it might end or if larry lane continues and he goes on to a, a title shot you know larry lane was i think a, a second opponent in the wwf um uh, yeah, he got put. Remember when Undertaker came out? He was putting people in body bags. Yes, yeah. it's funny because I used to be. I, I think I was. I wasn't watching exactly then, but I remember finding out about this. You know, the squash matches with the body bags, like pretty, like like in '94 or something. '93, I was pretty young, but like uh, I remember that terrified me to think sure. of, like the guy lost a match and then got put in a body bag and stuff like that. Even as a terrified, yeah, and Larry, <laughs> imagine being Larry in the body bag, yeah, <laughs> you know, and it was it was insane. So, you know, he's had a huge long career, and I wish sometimes I'm stupid because Larry Lane t- tells the funniest stories. I don't know if we can put them online, but I think of myself the funniest thing would be to have Larry Lane just talk about the most ridiculous things that used to happen in professional wrestling for him. Um, you know, he's a guy to have backstage anywhere. He's so funny. He's so, um, he's just really, really funny. I don't know how to explain. Like he's got the funniest stories from 20 years ago when professional wrestling was this outlaw business, you know, it still is, but it was even more so this outlaw business back then. So I'm just, I, I feel sad if he's not around, you know, 
um, you know, let alone retiring, but he's got a lot to give and a lot to teach. So hopefully he'll, you know, if, if Friday's his last match or if Saturday is his last match or, or if, you know, uh, um, <clears throat> whatever happens, you know, even if it's in the last, if it's, let's say it's in the next couple months or his final um, matches, um, it's going to be interesting. So, so Cha-Cha has a title match on Saturday. So mm-hmm. if Larry meets Cha-Cha. No, so, okay. So originally, originally I was going to put Larry in the three-way if he can beat Cha-Cha on Friday. That was my original idea. But uh, I don't think that's fair to the three-way because there's so much tied into that three-way. There's like, you have Cha-Cha and Santos who, you know, Cha-Cha, you know, uh, lost to Santos with some, issues with agony you have agony who wants the belt back from santos because he was um uh, pile driven by venetius when uh, uh the front front sit out pile driver uh, to lose the belt in the first place this is a huge match with so many implications so many storyline implications that to, to to put larry in that match so um chacha will, will still have that match if he loses friday yeah. um but uh, larry lane will get an opportunity at the winner uh, if um, he beats Cha Cha on Friday. Okay, okay. So, the, so breakout. Look, I even have the I have the poster here, so people can see breakout. There's the breakout. Breakout. <laughs> Let me pull that down for a second. So it's eight o'clock at the CCW Arena. Seven thirty. We're gonna start at seven thirty because this card got so stacked. But normally it's gonna be eight o'clock, like five May twenty second. We'll start at eight o'clock. You know, this one starts at seven thirty because it's a stacked card. Yeah, and the other matches, uh, Vic Arson versus the Bus. Yeah, that's gonna. That's a match like uh, that's a match I always want to see. <laughs> so it's like you know what? we'll throw it on breakout. There you go, and more title matches, right? So we talked about cruiserweight championship, but there's also Jackal versus Nick Turner. Yeah, Nick Nick Turner is um, awesome. He's a shooter, you know. He's a black belt and a trainer in jujitsu, which is great. Which you know, you know, I love guys who can actually fight. And then um, on top of that, he's there four days a week, busting his ass, and uh, he's in good shape. And uh, he's he's like the up and comer of all up and comers. You know, like he can have a good match. He just started. He's so new, but he can have a good match and. He's a student of the game. Um, he had a match with Venetius and Ariel Levy at a couple uh, title. He uh, went for the title, tag team title. And both backstage, he was like talking through everything that happened. And he was like, uh, um, just a student of the game, you know? Like sometimes, like you go to the back and guys are just like, that was awesome. The crowd loved everything. I'm the greatest wrestler of all time. Like, it's not the attitude to have. The attitude to have is like you. T- you you got to say that for a second. You know, if you're right. professional wrestling, you got to think you're the best. So you do have to like for one second be like, yeah, that was great, and I'm the greatest of all time, and whatnot. But then you uh, have to stop yourself and think like, okay, what went wrong there? What can we improve? What happened? And he's that type of guy, like incredibly analytical. So um, it's the perfect match to have with the Jackal. Jackal just uh, uh, had a title defense against Salazar. Uh, he just won it back from Bugs Moran at uh, anniversary seventeen. So um, you know he had an he had probably the best southeastern championship title run of anyone ever uh, before yeah. he lost it to Bugs. So he's got to um, he's got a lot to live up to on the second title reign. So so you brought that up, and I, I I didn't write it down, but I was thinking about it over the weekend that I needed to ask you about Bugs Moran. We haven't seen him in a while, and yeah, he you know what he's. He was incredibly he was incredibly um embarrassed to lose his hair. Uh you know, he <laughs> lost the Southeastern Championship. Um I hope Bugs is will be back. Um the man behind Bugs Moran is uh um has uh, military aspirations. Um okay. so will he be back? Yes, but I don't know when uh, you know and, and what the situation is, but I'd love to have Bugsy back. Uh you know. I had some ideas about Bugs too, you know, like, uh, you know, but I think he will be a credit to the American military system as well. You know, I think the U S always needs good guys like that. And he's still young and and he still has a lot left to give, you know, so he can go and do some uh, time for his country. Like, uh, and then he'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah, absolutely. And he's now he's got the haircut for it. Mm -hmm. He's all set. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think they still. I mean, uh, a beefcake like gave left him with too much hair. I think he's gonna have to get more off. When That's he right. Yeah, yeah. Still, there's an army barber somewhere who's looking to knock it off. You know, <laughs> who's gonna finish the job? Beefcake couldn't do <laughs> on March twentieth. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I guess I'm kind of going over all over the place, but the the seventeenth anniversary show looked to be a huge success as well. I mean, I've talked it to was full. Time. It was entirely. I mean, it, it was it was. The fans loved it. It was a full thing. And um, I have to say, like, obviously I want to be like, always the guy who's just like, everything was the best and stuff. But, you know, like I had learned, I learned a lesson too, where you give too much. The crowd was exhausted. And they yeah. were setting up a cage for 20 minutes after the hair match and stuff. And like, there were moments where I was just like, man, like this was a lot. So I think like, yes, I had this vision of like, it's our WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember, like, one of the big problems of WrestleMania is the fans are just completely blown out yeah. <laughs> after two hours. So we had one of the best ladder matches. That, that girls' ladder match was so good. good yeah. And the crowd was, like, at their peak at that point. And we could we should have given them one more, maybe one more match. But we gave them two. We gave them the hair versus hair match. We watched them get their hair cut off. And then uh, we had the cage match that took – takes 20 minutes to set up a cage. Yeah. So were there some logistical things that I would have done better? Yeah. Now match wise, that cage match was awesome. Uh, the uh, hair match was great. Uh, that ladder match was match of the night. You have the headbangers there. That was awesome. You had a three way with the Sandman, which is awesome, but fans can only take so much. We gave them six months of main event matches in one night. So I felt like it just blew everybody's, pleasure centers out you know what i mean it's like how much can you like but that being said it, um if if yeah, show's too big for one night exactly oh <laughs> yeah see there we go there we go no so in the future i have some ideas to mitigate that but hopefully we'll be on a we'll be on a um what is the word we'll be on some different platforms by uh march of 2022 for um ccw anniversary 18 barely legal um, it's going to be awesome. So I already have some ideas on how that's going to look and in and, and what way that's going to do, but hopefully we'll be on a platform that can spread out some of the craziness that I expect to sure. have. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, and going back to breakout, let's see. So Alex Ocean versus Santos, right? <laughs> this is a match that I'm surprised never, ha- this has never happened. This, they, they, they train together. Uh, they've known each other for a long time. You're going to see an, an amazing video package uh, on a live wrestling. I'll probably drop it before a live wrestling because it's so good. I have so much awesome stuff on a live wrestling this week. I'd like to probably spread it out because it's very story heavy, story driven. We're also going to get Ariel Levy versus Super Crazy. And we're also going to yep. get this insane three way match between Beastman, Agony, and Vince Steele that was just, just what wacky. A character. What a character. What a character, Beastman. <laughs> but to go back to Alex and Santos, if this was a hardcore match, you would say you would have to say Alex Ocean gets the nod in terms of um um you know if he's gonna win or not. I mean, if this is a hardcore match, but the fact that it's gonna be in the ring and it's it's a breakout and it's in the ring and it's a, a regular match, you know, um Santos is so good. So there's a lot of stuff, you know, hinging on that, including the three-way the next day. So, you know, obviously if Alex Ocean defeats Santos, uh, it will not be Santos in that three-way. It will be Alex Ocean, which is an interesting one because you have Agony and you have Cha-Cha Charlie. Uh, Alex Ocean hates Cha-Cha Charlie as a human being. He hates his gimmick. He hates the dancing. Like it embarrass, it embarrasses him. So there's a natural feud there. They're like, it's just, trust me, very natural, <laughs> very natural feud between those gentlemen. And then obviously you have Agony, who is, you know, Alex Ocean's best friend in life. So um, that would be a very interesting match, to say the least. Yeah, that that'll really shake things up for Unleashed. <laughs> and, and and if 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 uh, uh, Alex Ocean defeats Santos, uh, I have an insane opponent on deck for Santos on Saturday. I'm just saying, like one awesome 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 opponent okay okay so uh so then unleashed so i think that covers up all the matches you've announced for breakout right chris Vero and stefan rivera for the cruiserweight championship yeah. um yeah yeah that's everything miami mike uh against the nightmare factory guy yep. and uh uh it's gonna be fun what else yeah that'll be great and that's oh, agony. The- agony has an open challenge 
Agony oh. has an open challenge, and he's you know, and um, I don't know, maybe Venetius will answer it. I, I would hope so, but probably <laughs> not. Don't 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 quote me on that. That would be that match would be awesome. Uh, but uh, uh, Agony has an open challenge as well, so that and covers. Yeah, so, so Agony goes into the next night, and he's got a title match. He's going through some therapy with uh, with Eric Christopher, right? So, yes. So. Who knows what can happen there, but uh, exactly. we have that triple threat match. We have King Mo versus uh, versus Hetty, which we've talked about. Also, assuming Jackal gets through at Breakout, he's got Juice James. Yes, Juice James won the uh, Battle Royal at Anniversary 17, which got him a future Southeastern Championship match. And this is his hometown, so this should be uh, in front of his hometown fans. He's, he wants to pull one out from Jackal as well, if or Nick Turner. Right, right, one of the two. And then uh, – so I so I was asking you before we went on the air though about Johnny Walker at that you know I think he got that Port St. Lucie crowd going there right before the uh, before the yeah yeah he 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 got them going and he got them to a fever pitch and then he proceeded to break three of his ribs in the <laughs> ring and almost die um, you know so yeah we. we He's still healing, but he'll be there, and he'll he'll be healing and healing, you know, yeah, uh, and healing and healing and healing. But um, um, I was saying earlier, Johnny Walker's in the best shape of his life. I think he's he's the fact that he lost weight is mm-hmm. is a problem because he when he took a couple bad bumps, all of a sudden you don't have the padding that you used to have, and then uh, you break those ribs. So hopefully he'll he'll be back and better than ever. I know he will be. He's a he's a warrior, you know. But yeah, yeah he he doesn't have a match Saturday. He'll be doing live commentary. And uh, I'm sure he'll he'll you know he's dying to uh, get somebody to beat the beat up uh, Andy English who'll be there and will be wrestling, and uh, yeah. yeah, maybe Andy's gonna uh, uh, take on that opponent I have for on deck for Santos. Who knows? Okay, I don't want to so announce anything yet, just in case. Yeah, yeah. once breakout kind of. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's such a weird thing to do like a Friday Saturday. Like we did a, a Friday Saturday, we did a Thursday Friday Saturday for the anniversary. Have a bunch yeah. of Friday Saturdays now, uh, up, which is cool, but it's such it's a lot of work, you know. <laughs> and the world yeah. is coming, big world is coming back. Like the construction business is like flying back. Like it's, it's a lot of stuff to do, you know. But it's good. It's good because uh, staying busy is good. I also have a 13, 14 month old baby who needs a lot of uh, good attention. You know, I yeah. prefer to give her attention. But that being said, these Friday Saturdays are awesome. But it wreaks havoc on the booking too because. You know, who right. knows what happens Friday to yeah to, to, to change Saturday. That is one thing though, when you know, if somebody were to hear about CCW on this show or, or someplace else, they're like, Oh, let me go check them check out their website and see what show they have this month. And it's like, oh, they have like oh, six shows this month. <laughs> <laughs> how many how many do they have this week is the question. Well, yeah. we we you know, we have another situation, like so we have Batch of the Brew every first Saturday, and we have another bar. Um, another brewery, uh, not really a brewery, but like a just like a large venue club place that is offered us a the same type of situation, and it's just like thinking, man, it's a lot of shows, yeah. <laughs> like, you know. And then, and then, um, but I mean, it, it's the uh, you know, one of the things about CCW is you come to CCW, let's say you want to train to be a professional wrestler, like, uh, uh sure, you're gonna train to be a professional wrestler, but you're also gonna work a lot, you know, you, you want to have four five six matches in front of large audiences a month you come to ccw so it's kind of like a um it's a good thing but we have so many guys coming down so many like you know you have matthew justice sebastian cage casey navarro is b that it's like these guys are all coming down of oh, christy janes uh, are all coming down at least monthly you know or, or or bi-monthly so you those spots are limited so we need that we need those shows to work out some of our younger guys too. But, you know, a guy like Nick Turner, you know, he doesn't wrestle like a student wrestler. You know what I mean? It's not like we, you don't go to, you don't watch his match and say that's a student wrestler show. So we, we try to keep our show quality, you know, up. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and then even breakout breakout was supposed to be, Hey, this is our monthly student showcase. And I had to take student showcase off there because <laughs> there's it's a, 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 a uh, a fight fighter, you know, is going to be wrestling on the show. Santos and Alex are not students, you know, can teach me. They're teaching me, you know, so, you know, it, it's a whole different ball game. 
Yeah, you mentioned Matthew Justice, and he'd been he's been at a bunch of your shows in the last few months. And he had a there was a big uh, spread and article on him in Orange in a uh, Orange Crush. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, big, yeah. Is it Orange? I don't know. I don't even know. He he, <laughs> he deserves it, um, dude. He is like legit. You know, like yeah. when a, you 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 talk to a guy and they're just like whatever. That guy is legit. He is a legit um, professional wrestler. Me and him like seem to have the same. Like we like the same wrestlers, you know, Sabu, RVD, mm-hmm. um, Taz, Bill Alfonso, like, uh, like all the stuff that we like is the same. And he, he he's just perfect to have around. He's he's huge, and you know, uh, we were we were drinking in Nashville, and he turned to me and he's like, you know, like, I'll tell you, like, I haven't felt such a fun time in this crowd, like with a crowd like this and whatever because of the covid and he said started talking about his time at fcw developmental and all this stuff and i was just like what really like (laughs) i didn't even know and then he was you know um they wanted they the wwe wanted him and all the wrestling interested in him and he's more interested in doing his own thing he wants to he he it's more important for him as an artist to be a professional wrestler that gets to do fun and interesting things than it is to work on national television so that's a guy that i want around as much as humanly possible yeah, people can go back and watch that nashville match on a live wrestling You'd yeah it was wild long ago yep that was one of those matches like it, like definitely gets off the rails <laughs> but it's a thing where it's just like you're kind of like oh i gotta tell you something hilarious <laughs> i've never told anybody this before Uh-oh. so i didn't watch that match long okay so i had somebody call me and say that there was a child um, there was a guy with dreads who had kidnapped his own child, like his from his ex-wife or something, and he had a gun, and that he was in our warehouse. Oh God! And that like twenty police officers are on their way. Well, no, no. First, first someone says like, "Hey, there's twenty police officers on the way to your warehouse," and I said, "I cleared the show with the city. <laughs> <laughs> the city knows I'm having the show. The uh, um." Um, uh, fire department know we're having the show inside and uh, uh, the chamber of commerce helped facilitate the show. So I'm telling them like, we're allowed to have this wrestling show. People have masks on, whatever. No, no, no. There's a guy who kidnapped a baby and he's in your warehouse and he has a gun. And so I like, you know, like the whole thing, like, like everything went like black for a second. Right. So I'm just like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in professional wrestling. So, I grab Vic Arson and I grab two other wrestlers and I run in and I'm like, I gotta have, I'm gonna have to stop the show. And then I'm thinking if I stop the show, the guy yes. might have his gun. Right. Yep. This is a crazy story. I know. Right. So I, I, I thank the lady. I hang up the phone or whatever. And then w- one of the employees from Helios calls me and she's like, I got a call that there's a, Guy and I said, I'm looking for the guys and I'm gonna call off the show. So I walk over to start calling off the show. And I and by the way, I'm searching for a guy with dreadlocks and with a one-year-old baby, right? And I'm like, how could this guy just get in our warehouse? Right? Who how can they get in this venue? Like, there are people why I'm like, I'm I'm starting to think like, and there's no one with dreads there. So I'm like, maybe he's in the yard or whatever, whatever. Waiting for the police to show up. And I'm I'm trying to get to Dan to be like, Dan, we're gonna call off the show for a second. We're going to announce this happened and we're just going to move on with our lives. This is a horrible thing. And I want to find this kid. Right. So then my employee goes, wait, wait, I'm hearing on the police scanner. Um, there's, it's going to uh, wholesale granite on this one street. And I'm like, well, that's our competitor. <laughs> <laughs> that's not us. That's like three miles away. So people assumed because you know, there's a granite warehouse yeah. that, he ran to no, he ran to an empty warehouse and the police had surrounded the warehouse and they they ended the without any uh uh violence or anything like that. But this was during the justice and oh my gosh. So I'm like, how do I call this off when these guys are literally fighting in the audience? And then yes. if I start to call this off, the fans are gonna think it's a work. Yeah, it was a the you know, like my heart was like stopping, and then it was like a it was a feeling of instant relief that like there was no one with a gun in the warehouse. I don't have to call the show off. This would have been like a horrible situation that would have made national news. And then there was also that feeling of, oh, 
I hope that kid is okay. He's three miles away. You know what I mean? It was one of those things. So I didn't see the match until later. And then of course the match was like complete mayhem and, and whatnot. And people were like, Oh, they, you know, they, they threw the guardrails and the chair and, and people came to me and I said, I don't care at all. <laughs> Like, oh like I, I'm just happy as I'm just happy as hell. There was no kidnapped child in here. Like, no like I was waiting to like tackle a guy and fight a gun away from him. You know what I mean? One of those situations where it's like, well, maybe it's better if we just sneak up on him. Yeah. You know. And the only person with dreads in the place was Jake St. Patrick, and I'm pretty sure he had never uh, yeah. kidnapped <laughs> anybody. Like I'm like, hey, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was crazy, uh, Ryan. I oh never told God. anyone that story yet, but that was that. That was how crazy the Nashville show was. Um, by the way, so so Panther Rodriguez is watching the show. Who is he? Who's he wrestling on the twenty third? Is that what he's going to ask? I don't know. So I'm just going to let him know. Ask your question in the chat here, and uh, we'll see if Emilio will tell answer. me, Panther. <laughs> but uh, God, that's a crazy story. And you're going back to Nashville this month. <laughs> yeah, then we are. Uh, we have great security, uh, so you don't ever have to worry about that. We would never have let a guy in uh, with a child, no ticket, and a gun, obviously. I mean, was, you know, I mean, I would never be in this situation, but if I was running from the police, do you think you'd go to a wrestling show? Yes, that was like that sounds like a movie, right? You know, <laughs> well, it made sense. He he just he found like a big warehouse to try to hide out in. But I mean, yeah. if he was going to try to hide out hide out in uh, my warehouse, it would have been a little bit of a surprise because there was three hundred and thirty people in it uh, right. watching a wrestling show. I wouldn't go there, um, you know. But um, just strange, you know. But yeah, uh, back uh, Mar- uh, May fifteenth, we have Bram versus whoever the CCW heavyweight champion is at that time. Could be Agony, or could be Chuck Charlie, could be Alex Ocean, could or be Santos. Santos. Yeah, or could be Santos. Larry Lane. Or Larry Lane. <laughs> no, I think Larry's title shot will probably happen. Oh, maybe maybe yeah. it'll happen on Cinco de Mayo. Actually, that's what I'm thinking about. Uh, that that being said, um, uh, he, Bram uh, Thomas Latimer, who's doing amazing things in the NWA. He um, wants the yeah, he wants the CCW uh, heavyweight championship, so he will get his title shot. Uh, we have uh, Christy Janes will be wrestling. This is a, 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 a um, I'm breaking this right here on minutes of bell time. Uh, Christy Janes will be wrestling Hollywood ha- Hollywood Haley J OVW women's champion uh, for the OVW women's title at Coastal Championship Wrestling Lucha Mania Two. You have Super Crazy who has an awesome. Uh, a seminar early in the day. He will be wrestling. So you already have Super Crazy. You have Christy Janes. You have Hollywood uh, uh, Haley J, OVW Women's Champion. You have um, Roma and Marina uh, for the oh. Women's Championship. Will happen now at Lucha Mania. Uh, we we took a look at the ladder match. We know that the uh, that the that the the twins. Uh, um, uh, Lori um, and uh, Lisa, um, they they, they played involved. a part in the end yeah. of the ladder match. So you know, serves her title shot. Um, Roma is in a, is in a unique situation because um, if she if she does not win, she will most likely uh, go back to Chile for a time. Oh, no. If she does win, she will stay. So it's kind of like this weird uh, uh, position that, you know, uh, she deserves a title shot. When was it going to happen? We knew it was going to happen. When was it going to happen? So that was um, uh, on Lucha Mania 2. So that that show was already stacked. We're going to have Beastman there. We're going to have Vince Steele there. We're going to have Ariel Ariel Levy and Venetius will be there. Um, It's going to be awesome. That show is going to be awesome. So you're going to have a card basically flushed out flushed out in the next week or so but for the most part now that i'm talking you're gonna that's the card you're gonna have uh, a couple debuts you're gonna have bo sawyer who we who uh was handpicked by brian cage on the last nashville um seminar for the last show the guy is awesome he looks like lars sullivan I'm, i don't know if he likes to hear that but he's built he's big and uh, he's mentally, uh, uh, I think, more a little stronger. Uh, uh, possibly, <laughs> I don't know. But Bo Sawyer will have his debut against an opponent, and he is awesome. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about Christy Janes and Hollywood Haley J. I'm excited for the OVW Women's Championship to be defended on a CCW show. What does that even mean? You know, it's crazy. Um, and obviously super crazy. Yeah. So uh, Panther getting back to us here. Uh, we got ah, Joe. you got jokes. He wants to compliment the office. Thank you, Panther. And we can't wait to 
Exactly, exactly. No, we can't wait for Friday. Panther Rodriguez will be in the building. He's got a a, a pretty big badass opponent, uh, and of course, you know, Panther is uh, a veteran. He's done he's uh, uh, done a lot of stuff in wrestling, so we're excited to have him as a part of CCW. So uh, I guess the the show that we we've sort of talked about here and there, but there's a bunch of matches we haven't talked about is Bash the Brew May first. Yeah, Bash the Brew May first. Um, it's like a super show. I don't know yeah. what what it is like what it is about that weekend, but it's a super show. It's going to be awesome. You you have uh, the uh, South American Alliance, Ariel Levy and um, Venetius with Bill Alfonso uh, taking on the amazing um, Cha-Cha Charlie and Vince Steele, uh, the Cha-Cha Juggernauts. This was a match that uh, Bill Alfonso was refusing to sign the rematch for this. And uh, he was only, only able to sign if this was the last opportunity for the Cha-Cha Juggernauts against the South American Alliance. So this is the last tag team title opportunity. Uh, the Cha-Cha Juggernauts agreed to it because they're very confident that they're going to win the belts on May 1st. But that was the only way that Bill Alfonso was able to sign that contract. So that is the stipulation. If the Cha-Cha Juggernauts do not win um, the title on uh, uh, May 1st, it, of course, by, by um, you know, by through their, you know, if, if the South themselves uh, DQ or some BS like that, that doesn't count into the stipulation. So uh, this will be the last match as uh, Bill Alfonso, American Alliance, play fair, which never happens anyway. So who, who knows what's going to happen on May 1st? That That's going to be probably the main event, might not be the main event, because you also have Alex Ocean versus Will Austin. No disqualification. You saw that match two months ago at Bash of the Brew, right. and it was a uh, um, double count out, and the crowd was pissed. It was the the, the, the ref turned heel there because we wanted to give him some more time, and it's like, just let him go. Let him like what, what was this? Like finally, the referees are, are counting the ten counts. Like what is that? So we're like, let him wrestle, dude. So this will be no disqualification, which I think favors Alex Ocean. Uh, you have the return of the Guadalupe brothers. The Guadalupe brothers want the CCW Tag Team Championships. They want it bad. They're former CCW Tag Team Champions. Uh, Stefan Guadalupe is a former CCW Heavyweight Champion. So they are um, great wrestlers, big wrestlers, um, and they're they've seen what's been happening in CCW, and and so they want to throw their their hat in the ring. They get a very difficult opponent on their sure. return because they, you know, you've seen them on AEW Dark. Uh, Jake St. Patrick has been on a huge win streak in Coastal Championship Wrestling, and now he's bringing Sage Scott. So you have Sage Scott and Jake St. Patrick, the Midnight Tri Tribe versus the Guadalupe Brothers. That's a main event anywhere in the world, and uh, we're talking about it third in terms of this May 1st show. So that's how awesome this show is. You're also going to have Hector Perfecto, um, um, and he's going to be wrestling – Allen, S2S, I believe. So you have uh, Hector Perfecto coming in, and that's a huge match in terms of who gets Chris Farrow uh, in the near future for that Cruiserweight Championship. And Hector Perfecto, look, uh, 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 he has a gag order, so we can't say what he did at American Ninja Warrior, but, I mean, I know Hector, and his body is uh, – he's got such amazing body control. I can't imagine him not at least winning or being in, like, the top three or four. I'd have no idea. But if you look at the guy's body control, like, if you could see what he does between the ring and inside the ropes um, – I mean, I, I could see him just flying through sure. that American Ninja Warrior. Um, and you get on May 30th, I believe, May 31st on NBC. And I'll be glued to my television, too. He really he, he hasn't told a soul uh, uh, how he did. He, I don't think he's allowed to, but he hasn't told a soul. Legit. That's a shoot. Uh, Marina Tucker also has a match. Yes, Yade. Yade is uh, doing great things in Puerto Rico. Uh, she's a wonderful wrestler. She is strong, so she has a size advantage over uh, Marina Tucker, and uh, that's going to be something that I don't know if Marina knows Yade's style as well as she does Roma. Like She knows Roma so well, and she knows uh, Christy Jane so well. She was able to study a lot. But um, I don't know if she has that same opportunity for Yade's, but we're, we're very, very excited to have Yade here. She's made appearances in uh, WWC. She's worked all over Puerto Rico. And um, I think this might be one of her first times wrestling in the United States. But, you know, she's wonderful. She's beautiful. And she, we're happy to have her in the CCW Women's Division. Also, uh, June 5th, Bash at the Brew 6, uh, we have just made a deal to sign uh, Lila Gray. If you've seen her on uh, All Elite Wrestling, Elevation, Mission Pro Wrestling, SWE Fury, she's been all over the place. And now hopefully she's uh, uh, going to be a mainstay here in Coastal Championship Wrestling. Have not signed a match yet. I don't know if Marina wants the smoke, <laughs> if she's still the women's uh, uh, champion on uh, June 5th or whatever the deal is. But Lila will 
um, make her CCW debut on June 5th. Bash at the Brew 5. Uh, Jose, you might see her before. You might see her run in and, and beat somebody up. I don't know. That's true. Jose Lisnella chiming in. Man, my uh, partner, man, my, my partner from original championship wrestling. He's my he's my one of my closest friends in professional wrestling and one of the best guys with a great family. You guys got to check out original championship wrestling, May 31st in Lakeland, Florida. Venetius will be wrestling uh um Joe Wokely, British wrestler. Um, and I think that should be a match everyone should want to see that show. Uh, also, you have Vertigo, who's their um, heavyweight champion. Has not made an appearance for CCW yet, but he's just a great guy in, in general. Um, and uh, would like to get him down, actually, for some training with some of the students and whatnot. But obviously, uh, Jose Lucinella is also the uh, head referee for Coastal yeah. Championship Wrestling, one of, my, one of the best guys to have in the ring with you because he's so good at um, – when you forget a spot or something, <laughs> he's got a good memory and he'll, he's good to lead you where you need to go, you know, and uh, if you need a minute, he'll, he'll make sure everyone in the ring knows you need a minute. So um, yeah, it was funny. There was a moment where Venetius was knocked out by Vince Steele a couple months ago and uh, very quick thinking by the head referee there, you know, to make sure that he was not dead. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Yeah. The health of our wrestlers is incredibly important. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think um, I think I asked you back when we very first talked about the sort of the health of wrestling in COVID, in the COVID era, and I just kind of want to get your thoughts now, a few months later. What do you think about the market at, at this time in terms of bouncing back? Is it you know what, it's what bouncing think? back too much? It's going to be the, that that boomerang. Everyone's going to run shows and then realize you know how difficult it is and boomerang right back. But it's good in the meantime because everybody's booked. You know, like uh, I know I'm getting uh, requests, different You're booking sure. requests like crazy. Um, and it's funny. It's like it's coming back incredibly quick. And it's a good thing because everybody's getting – I think I know a lot of people are getting vaccinated. I'm already um, vaccinated. Speaking to a lot of different people in wrestling, they're vaccinated. So it's like a weird feeling like – things are actually going to come back. Like how long are we going to be forced to wear a mask or whatever? I know uh, um, dealing with the city in Nashville, a breeze now um, uh, for this May 15th show, um, dealing with the venues in South Florida, a breeze. Mid-Florida event center is much, this, everything is much, much better, better feeling about everything. So it's, it's going to come back very quickly and very strongly. And it's a good thing, you know, that um, I feel CCWs took like four or five giant steps forward during the pandemic. So we hopefully that we can just shoot right through all of these um, as things really do return. Um, we're in such a great position with a great fan base who are ready to buy tickets and merch and signed posters and all that fun stuff. So um, we're excited for it to come back. But that being said, it's too much too soon. You know, you, you have, um, <clears throat> you have so many people who've just been dying, dying to run wrestling shows, especially in Illinois and yeah. Ohio and, Pennsylvania and whatnot. I'm going to I'm going to a show in a, in ten days from now, um, but a big, but it's their first show back. You know, so it, it's one of those things like you're going to have a huge market of professional wrestling, and then it's going to swing back like a rubber band, and the, but sure. which is normal, which is like all markets, right. and then we're going to get back to where hopefully where we were or better than where we were. You know, I think you have a lot of companies that are now positioned completely different in terms of weekly media so they're able to show uh their weekly television show live wrestling or whatnot or, and they're or they're they're working on their youtube and their media uh imprint and here's the here's going to be the key is that now that they can run shows all the time do they continue to work as hard on the media aspect do they do they do it, it's so important so the companies that do that that still are going to put the actual work in are going to excel and the ones that take a step back because they're running more are not going to excel so it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting thing. Yeah. But South Florida, I have on lock, and uh, uh, we're going to uh, be running Nashville every couple months, and then I have a venue in Chicago. I have a venue in Chicago. As soon as things are a little bit up, I don't want to announce it, but I, I would say September twenty fifth is the target date to run at a pretty big venue. As long as they can let us put seven eight hundred people in in the venue i'll run it on september 25th and i already have um some pretty big names lined up ready for that date just in case i don't want to officially announce anything but 
um, um, wrestling town like Chicago is something that would be important to me. It's my home, my hometown as well. But uh, Chicago, Nashville, Heck of a all through the there. all through the state. Yeah. Oh, I mean lucha libre, brother. It's like there's a lot of good things. And then uh, on the Florida side, we have some new things opening up uh, for us here too. So we're, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. All right. Well, hold your thoughts here. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, tell people about some of the stuff that's going around the you know my network and stuff like that, and we'll come back Please. and do a final push here. Yes. All right. So check out the primetime rundown each and every Friday at 6 p.m. Join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca as they bring you through the world of sports. The show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer, and then this week, uh, the Essential Wrestling Podcast has their 50th episode. Uh, tomorrow night. So uh, join myself and Al Carl, John DeCani, John Smith, Gary Mahaffey, who you see on this show periodically for another week and update week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling coverage begins at 6 PM on Tuesdays. And then this show, the daily wrestling news shows here every day, Monday through Thursday at 10 AM. Here's where you can get great interviews with people like Neilio. Plus we bring you the news and everything that's going on. And I imagine tomorrow we'll probably be talking a lot about those releases that, Nilio mentioned at the uh, at the top. I mean, it, Billy Kay and um, Peyton Royce—that's crazy. And Samoa Joe, but I think Samoa Joe wants to leave. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't imagine. That. I couldn't imagine them saying like, "Okay, we have a guy like Samoa Joe. Let's just let him go." Right. And he's like there are other people. Right. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like there's no way Samoa Joe, but um, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce will have a great professional wrestling career, I think. And then who else? Uh, Kalisto, man, uh, Samurai Del Sol, man. That's he's a great wrestler too. It's a lot of it's a lot of wrestlers they have there, and and I know that they're signing new wrestlers, yes. and so you do have to have that movement. Otherwise, you do stagnate. But I mean, if it, if it's an issue of money, I mean they have plenty of money. It's just an, I think an issue of like you need to. I think I you know change. the way the way I look at it is that every organization, wrestling or not always looks to when you're when you're corporate corporate level or whatever always looks to cut their bottom 10 every year you know their bottom 10 yeah. and yeah. replace with with either younger talent with good upside or whatever the, the funny thing is when we look at wrestling is we say well we we as the outsiders always look at it and say well why were they in the bottom 10 percent what opportunity did they not have or did you take from them or did why just split that tag team up when they were great Talking about Tucker, right, talking, yeah, talking about the iconics. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So, so it's it's it is very tough to kind of like be at this side of the equation looking in at it, but a lot of talent just hit the market. I think is the important thing. So, and they all live in Orlando for now, right? Yeah. I mean, they're all they're all there living in Orlando. So, um, that's good for Florida wrestling. It could be. I mean, I, I can't really think. I mean, I think Samoa. Joe, I can't see Samoa Joe wrestling independence. Um, a guy like Callisto is a perfect guy for Coastal Championship Wrestling. Mickey James is a perfect girl for Coastal Championship yeah. Wrestling or the NWA and other places. But then yeah. if you look at Peyton Royce and Billy, it's like that. I think that's an, a pretty simple all elite wrestling signing right there. Is you have a women's tag team coming in. Um, and then who else? Yeah, or maybe. Impact, right? Yeah, yeah, or Impact. Yeah, or Tucker. But you know, those like all elite wrestling is kind of full too. You know, I'm, I'm hearing yeah. now like that they're going back on the road that. They're they're securing certain deals for certain guys, and they're telling other guys it's you know the probably over the deals are yeah the deal you know you you coming in or in Jacksonville every couple of weeks or whatever you know it's it's not going to be the same anymore so it's kind of a weird you saw what happened with Evelise there's there's kind of a weird um, thing going on I mean who knows maybe this they sign everybody but we're gonna see some weird wrestling's gonna yeah. uh, it was weird when wrestling went to. And my dogs, my dogs feel very, very much about this as well. I guess so. <laughs> They're very upset when I'm when I talk about this. But when wrestling moved to like the performance center and daily, daily place, yep. daily's place, there was a huge change in wrestling. And so now you have to kind of change back. But like I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen. If, yeah, it, you know, if it's, if it comes down to the money, they would stay. Like if it comes down to actual money, both companies would just stay and do what they were doing because I think they're making more money. I think like when it comes to house shows or it comes to a raw on the road it's not as important as it used to be because the the television rights fees are running the show not the merch not the ticket sales 
None of that stuff. All that is almost inconsequential at this point. Um, but I know all Elite Wrestling for sure is going to be on the road, and WWE is talking about being on the road at least for Raw and SmackDown. So yeah. who knows? You know, this is the this is another change, and and every time a business changes, there's an opportunity for someone. You know, when when the pandemic hit, we took it as an opportunity for Coastal Championship Wrestling to get to the next level, and now there'll be an opportunity for wrestlers who got cut or got. Or can sure. I jump on or whatever to get to the next level? And look, they're they're building NXT Evolve. Is I mean, there's there's handfuls of wrestlers that I know who have gotten emails of of interest from the WWE. So it's not like they cut ten guys and that means that they're not going to hire twenty guys for NXT Evolve. It just make it just means that Samoa Joe was not the guy to be on NXT Evolve or whatever you know, like or or Tucker or whatever you know. So. You have to kind of fill the spot that they need. You know, they needed a right tackle or they needed a tight end or they needed a receiver, um, you know, or they needed a, a third string quarterback. They didn't need uh, Samoa Joe, who's a, a first string quarterback or a running back, you know what I mean, right. on a good team, you know. Man, so I was they, so excited though when they moved him off commentary. I'm like, okay, we're going to get Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns. That's yeah, what yeah. I thought we were going to get. <laughs> I, well, that, that's <laughs> what's weird is it, like, particularly with Samoa Joe, like, there's a ton of matches that it was just like that match never happened. I don't think he ever had. Anything going on with Daniel Bryan? There's nothing with Roman Reigns. Oh, there was with Roman Reigns. He lost, but at least like there was these these uh, the the Face like, Roman Reigns though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the um, what is he called now? Head of the table. Of the table. Now that you know you have that that going on, you man, you need a Samoa. You would think you would need a Samoa Joe. I, if if you have a Samoa Joe on your roster, you'd use the hell out of him. But something not there, I guess you know. And yeah. you, we hear that like, and there's some truth to that too. Like I was thinking about it too. Like there are certain wrestlers that um, are awesome wrestlers, but it's just like one of those things like where we just don't want to deal with them in coastal mm-hmm. championship wrestling. Like we don't want to deal with the issues or the drama or whatever. So it's like, and there's some wrestlers who are awesome who uh, we will deal with it. So it's like one of those things like maybe we don't know. Maybe there's something that there's somebody or there's something like that makes that Samojo's not happy about or or whatever. I mean, I don't want to speculate. Yeah. I hear he's an awesome guy. But, you know, you just never know. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, final pitch here for all the shows. April are... April, April 23rd, breakout at the CCW Arena, breakout number one. Be there for the first time, for the first one. You have Ocean and Santos. You have uh, uh, Larry Lane and Cha-Cha Charlie and what may be Larry Lane's last match. You do need to go and pre, pre-buy your tickets because uh, we just had a couple large groups uh, buy tickets. Uh, we are going to cap it at 100 um, just because we should cap it at 100. So there will only be 100 tickets sold and we're coming on to that. Every so, seat feels like front row. So you're Yeah, good. exactly. Every seat feels like front row. So just go and it's it's a cheaper ticket because we didn't expect to have all these international stars wrestling on the show. Right. So um, it's a cheaper ticket than normal. And obviously you have the 24th. You have uh, uh, Hedy versus King Mo. This is going to be awesome. But on top of that, you have the three-way. So the Treasure Coast tickets are selling like crazy on that. Luckily, we have a larger capacity. So go in, buy those tickets um, uh, as much as possible. Then we have uh, a bash at the Brew May 1st. We did a special at the last bash. So we did sell a ton of tickets of returning people. We do have a bunch of tickets already sold. But again, we have more capacity at that venue. So uh, uh, go and get those tickets. I believe Front Row is sold out on May 1st. And I believe on the 24th, front row is also sold out. Uh, but there's still general admission and meet and greets available on the 24th. Um, and then Cinco de Mayhem, go to the ccwrestlingfl.com. There's still tickets for that. Um, we do have the international superstar, the insane luchador, uh, uh, super crazy um, on Cinco de Mayo. Awesome. And there's just going to be a lot of beer and wine and a festive environment. So you, you have like 10 coworkers, five coworkers, go after work drink at a high-end theater it's amazing place to watch a show and that is on Cinco de Mayo it's a Wednesday so you can skip whatever the blood and guts is you can watch it on your DVR there it is and then uh, um, you can watch the best wrestling best wrestling in, in South Florida in Nashville Lucha Mania 515 that match that that show is going to be awesome it's still coming together tons of tickets are already sold uh, and then um, I'll announce it right now so we have 619 we have June 19th um, um, at Fort Lauderdale, Summer Glory with Brian Cage. He'll be wrestling Facade, which is an amazing match. You're going to see a lot of amazing stuff. And then I'll announce it right now. Uh, we're coming uh, July 10th to the Mid-Florida Event Center on the Treasure Coast. Uh, we'll have the headbangers on that show as well as a couple people. And then 
August 21st, Brian Cage makes his Treasure Coast debut in Coastal Championship Wrestling in uh, the Mid-Florida Event Center. So that's 710-821. I have a bunch more shows that I'll be announcing over the next couple of weeks, but definitely keep an eye on that. Definitely be there uh, for these uh, upcoming week of shows. Breakout's going to be awesome. I think that's like that's going to be one of those shows where people are going to look back on because it was the first one. You know, like something special about the first time. You know, so the first first breakout show, and then and then we go we go from there. Let's see. Uh, one more thing. Oh, and uh, uh, live wrestling uh, uh, Tuesday, seven p.m. And you're gonna see Ariel Levy versus Super Crazy. That match is awesome. And then you're also gonna see the three way with Agony, Beast Man, and Vince Steele. Beast Man ate Vince Steele's boots, um, and because of Vince Steele's um, body. Vince um, can't, he has to get um, custom made boots. You know, he's got a huge ankle, huge cat. So uh, Vince pissed about that. So watch that, watch that match. Um, Vince, Vince and Beastman are both going to be in Nashville. Maybe that's the match to make. I think that might be where we go next for them, but uh, that match is going to be awesome. Um, and, uh, but watch it on Tuesday. And then uh, you're gonna see some. You're gonna see an awesome promo from Santos and Alex Ocean. I might, I might drop that early. Uh, you're gonna see stuff with Agony, and you're gonna see Cha Cha and Larry. Uh, on Tuesday is gonna be a great show. Can be a great show. Every show is gonna be a great show. On the the uh, Live Wrestling 32, you might see Bash of the Brew footage from last month, or uh, Venetius and Sandman and Santos and Jackal from the last one. We'll, we'll see. Let's see. Maybe Vince Steele got some. Uh, some yes, happy birthday from Vince Steele. I love you, Vince. Um, Vince is a guy who's like been wrestling twenty years. And you don't realize it, you know, because he's still a young guy, and uh, he's been a guy who's helped CCW so much. Like he's got a home at CCW forever. Whatever he wants to do, we love you, Vince. Um, Absolutely, and happy birthday! And I hope and happy you birthday, yeah, close. man. <laughs> well, you're still he's still a young guy. I think he turns thirty six. So yeah, wrestling since he was 16 and, you know, he's wrestled guys like Damian Priest. He's wrestled so many big, big, uh, big names now. And uh, he deserves to be in that conversation. You know, it's, it's a shame. Like uh, he, he's that type of guy you would think impact wrestling. Sure. Would have signed 10 years ago, but things, you know, life gets in the way. Yeah, absolutely. We love you, Vince. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was a great show. Thank Lots you, Ryan. It was awesome. Uh, I'll be back soon. I'd love to. We'd love to. I'd love to go on and, and talk um, just regular wrestling news. We don't have to always Let's talk CCW. Let's do it. I'm multi, we're multifaceted over here. <laughs> <laughs> and we, I'd All like right. to have you. I'd like to have you on uh, Wrestling Rewind Radio. This guy Ted, uh, he does a show, and I'm always on it as a guest uh, guest host or whatever on the panel. I'd love to have. To talk about minutes of bell time and also talk about wrestling. Like we'll have you on ASAP. Hundred percent. I'm I'm here and ready and ready. <laughs> so. All right. I'll see. Hopefully, I'll see you Friday. Absolutely, Friday and Saturday. I'll be oh yes. Friday. So, thank you. All right, guys. For Nelio, I'm Ryan. We'll catch you tomorrow.